This is Dan Kroll, National Brand Ambassador for Glenmorangie. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. Dear Bobby. What is... Dear Bobby. <laughs> I like to uh, I like to keep you on your toes in the subtle changes I make to our You do. It's, it's, always, it's always pleasant. I never give you the... Dear Katie. I'm it's listening. Different. Mine's right. like I'm about to put in my two weeks. <laughs> Yours was like, dear Bobby, you're a valued member of the team. Mine's like, dear Katie, it's you, and I can't work here anymore. Yeah, and meanwhile, know. I'm like, but I brought you a cake for your birthday, because yeah. morale. You Don't know. like cake, so yeah. another reason I'm quitting. No. But I'm not quitting. Listeners, I'm not quitting. Thanks, Jesus. I am so pumped about today's guest, and we always say that. I know. And I'm always pumped. That's honest. But this is... I think this is a different level because yeah. the guests that we have lined up and and starting with our conversation yeah. today, they're seriously some brands that, you know, as as a cash chasers group, I think we we just love yeah. and have talked about for a long time. So well, in the Facebook page, our, our guest, obviously, you've read the title before you push play. I, we always act like it's a surprise. And they're like, I literally saw the guy's name right, in right. the title of the Just show. Just get to it. <laughs> um, Glenn Morangi. And um, I used to say Glenn Morangi. And I used to say Glenmorangy mm-hmm. and Glenmorangy. Now I do this whole Glenmorangy because I don't because <laughs> I'm so we're going to learn how to say it appropriately. Uh, and we also started uh, not started, but we really kind of took the hashtag Glenmo. Yeah. And people ran with it. And now it's kind of a conversation in cast chasers. Just yet another way I get over not having to say something. It's by, clever. Yeah. Glenmo yeah. in it. That was smart. So, um, so, yeah. I don't know where my royalties for that are coming in, but we'll talk to we'll talk to our <laughs> guests about how all that's going to work out. But anyway, this is all just a scheme to talk about royalties. Yeah, 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 yeah. We put you on the map. They're like, I think they were there right. a long time. Pretty before. established. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm pumped too because, um, I mean, we'll get into it in the episode, but yeah, this is definitely this is one that's been a a while in the making. We're excited yeah. for it. Yeah. So, without any further ado, we have. Dan Kroll, the national brand ambassador for Glenn Morangy. Glenn, 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 joining us today. So, Dan, welcome. Please correct Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd be glad to. And the thing is, uh, don't worry too much about it because Glenmo is perfect. We're the yeah. only Glenmo. There's a ton of Glens. Yeah. yeah. We're the only Glenmo. Yeah. So, you don't have to sort of torture yourself over it if you don't want to. We're, I like to tell people we're the, we're the number four single malt uh, scotch whiskey in the world, but the number two most frequently mispronounced single malt scotch whiskey <laughs> yes. in the world, right behind our friends at Glenfiddich, which is, you know, un- uniformly pronounced Glenfiddich. Um, we're okay with it. If you like the whiskey, you can call us mud. We just don't yeah. really care. And, and that, that, uh, the Glenmo solve is a good one. Yeah, but no, the like that. emphasis on the second syllable well, is what you look at. The, prob- the problem I have well, with then. Scotch whiskey pronunciation is it's always a, a Scottish person telling you how. So not only do you have to, because we're, I don't know if you know this or not, listeners, I'm a shocker. We're Americans. Um, Bobby's when, a Texan American. Texan American, so. which is a whole different world. <laughs> we make up everything. Um, but you'll hear somebody from Scotland explain to you how to say something. They're like, it's Glenmonja. And you're like, I can't. I can't make those sounds. So right. I this is my American way of saying it and it's Glenmorangie is what I like to say. Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie. I don't know. The first cares. one, the first Tastes one. Tastes amazing. I can say that. So we Glenmorangie is the one that we tend to hear the most frequently. As a matter of fact, speaking of Scottish people, um I had a guy uh who grew up near Glasgow uh at an event of mine here in the US. And he was like, y- y- you're an idiot, mate. It's Glimmerangie. And I was like, you can say that. 
that's your right that is your national birthright to tell me I'm that idiot. i'm wrong about anything yeah. anything that you'd like and so i found out later on that that dialectically around scotland there are some folks that that call it glimmerangy and and you know they're scottish they can do that huh. um the folks that i work for um and, and the folks at the distillery uh the, you know the official pronunciation is glimmerangy but again it's it's all Glenmo songs the, all of that. those approachable issues. personalities approachable oh, pronunciation approachable yeah. taste yeah and if we, like McCall- is- if we had a McCallan if we had a McCallan rap on go. it'd be a different conversation they would tell us how to say it and, <laughs> no I'm just kidding no, you love me this episode is no I'm just kidding um, we love McCallan don't Yes. I, I'm, I'm waiting on the McAllen lawyers to show up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so we're uh, yeah very excited. I think we beat that dead horse about how excited we are. But um, I am pumped because not only is it a great whiskey, I think it's so approachable. And we were asked about you know we have a lot of new listeners. One of the one of the things we tell them, Dan, when they say, "Well, what's a scotch I should get into?" We always always I think recently on Facebook we had a guest or a listener or a fan say, "You know, what should I be drinking?" We always start with the 10-year, the classic 10-year, and we kind of, or anything from that Glenmorangie line, line is approachable. Um, if I somebody says, you know, what's a really pricey, you know, special gift that I can get somebody that's not necessarily going to break the bank, and I say the Signet. Or somebody says, what's something that I can get that's, you know, not, you know, really inexpensive that I'm going to enjoy? I say the 10-year. What's not, you know, there's you have really the spectrum of, of yeah. the brand has a spectrum of, and it's a fun brand. It's not your typical, you know, old granddad scotch, nothing wrong with those. Yeah. It's, there's sure. a bubble. There's a, there's a, there's a playfulness with it. And I think, you know, Dr. Lumstead, you know, he's, he's kind of part of that circus and everything in a good way, but you guys he, stand outside, I think, which I, which I dig. I think the thing about having uh, Dr. Bill be the, the sort of the, the spiritual center of both Glamorgie and Ardbeck, to mm. be fair, because he's he's sure. master distiller for both. Um, the liquids, you know, it's uh, Glamorgie is 179 years old this year, uh, so there is. To your point uh, earlier, uh, you know, it's been happening there for a long, long time, uh, and it's imbued with a certain uh, set of characteristics because of that. But Bill brings so much to the table in terms of. Uh, creativity mm. and also that kind of um, uh, subversive ma- maverick kind of it's never been done so I'm going to do it yeah uh, and you know uh, damn the torpedoes kind of a thing for both brands and so when Glamorgie has these two sides to it the one where it is ready to be nearly everyone's friend um, it's it is vastly approachable to your point. There's there is something in that portfolio that you could put down in front of almost any uh, individual legal, legal drinking age and have them be able to connect with something without being uh, thrown off by its aggression mm-hmm. or its 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 uh, weirdo idiosyncrasies. Uh, it is pretty ecumenical in that regard. It's got its arms wide open, <clears throat> but Bill is um he's he's not insane uh there's a rumor (laughs) but he's not he's just uh he's such a unique individual in terms of his his worldview his his view of his place in the in the industry uh the amount of uh emphasis he puts on pushing the envelope and when you look at a brand like lamorangie 
<clears throat> you wouldn't necessarily think that the guy at the head of it is aggressively pushing all the envelopes that he can get his hands on, but he is uh, mm. to the to the extent that he's trying, particularly with the Glamorgia experimental range, uh, and what he's trying to do is things that have never been done in the industry before, or at least things that he's he has never seen the 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 logical conclusion of experimentation wise. Like, I wonder, we talk about this a lot, uh, you know, what if he's the ultimate what if guy. Yeah. So that bleeds into the brand in a way that keeps us from becoming stodgy or resting on laurels or um, or stagnant uh, when something as consistently appealing and as consistent a product line as Lamorangi is could easily become uh, static and uh, ubiquitous by its its sheer uninterestingness. Well, uh, so he's the guy. He's the guy that makes that go. And we're infinitely uh, happy that he's part of our so, uh, brand. So Dan, I have I have a theory slash question, and I'd love to hear your experience about this. Because um, to your point, I think I, I think that there are certain brands out there who maybe don't rest on their laurels per se, but they do have a very storied, consistent kind of staple image and portfolio and and that's great that's well and good that's part of who they are and they make great products but i think you know with somebody like a glenn morangy and an organization like that distillery like that right i'd love to get your thoughts on what it's like to represent and talk to people about this brand when you do have so many more like roller coaster options and there's constantly something new that you can kind of sink your teeth into so yeah if you could go into that yep. for us yeah, um, <clears throat> I think the thing that I enjoy most about representing Glamorgie as a brand, there, are, yes, there's all the bells and whistles and all the cool stuff and all the nifty casts and all the crazy packaging and 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 all that stuff. But I think the thing that I uh, sort of hang my uh, professional ethics hat on the most aggressively is that we're the open door. We're the we're the big. <clears throat> padded open door into the category and so if we do what we do well everybody wins because if you if you've got a big open door then once people get in that door they can continue to explore what you do but you've also made it more accessible for those people to explore what everybody else does the the cool thing about uh being a part of a, an organization that represents both glamorgy and ardbeck is those are bookends to a really long shelf of super fascinating books uh, in liquid form. So if you can lend, if Glamorgy lends uh, accessibility and context to the category and lowers that barrier of entry for more and more people who aren't already singing in the single malt choir, then our job uh, is to make sure that we just not get out of its way, but that we make sure to animate that process for people so that they have a, they've got a distinct pathway that they can follow. They, they're feeling their own barriers of entry being lowered. And then when once they're in, <clears throat> it's almost like, yes, <laughs> see, here you are. We weren't lying and we and and just sort of waiting around for people to organically stumble into single ball is a little risky only because it isn't it isn't always the most accessible thing. You could just as easily be served. A, a, a dram of something that you don't have the contextual reference point to make sense of. And I'm, you know, I obviously huge fan of Ardbeg, giant fan of Lafroig, giant fan of Lagavulin. But if somebody hands you a Lafroig 10 year cast drink because you asked for a single malt, 
that's not fair to you. Mm. And it tends to close the door instead of busting it wide open. Mm -hmm. Because we have, because our big is in the portfolio, if Glamorgy opens the door and sort of throws rose petals at your feet as you walk through it, then you are more likely to find Ardbeg organically as part of your whiskey journey. So we're, we are the, we're sort of the, um, uh, oh, this is a super old reference, but uh, Julie, the cruise director on the love boat, um, <laughs> she was everybody's first uh, interface. So yeah. she was the one that said, this is what's going to happen for you. And we're sort of the cruise director for the category of single malt scotch whiskey. We, we start a conversation, we start a journey, uh, and there's a way to stay with us on that journey or, or we can sort of peripherally be walking along with you along that journey. But we're journey starters. And um, I'm really proud that we can do that uh, effectively year after year. I really I really think I'm going to say this is going to be something bold I'm going to say. Oh, boy. And I mean it. Buckle I think up. the whiskey industry owes a debt of gratitude to Glimmeringy, to the Ardbeg Glimmeringy company uh, as a whole. Um, because one of the struggles bourbon, scotch, whiskey in general has is how do we stay relevant and how do we not lose momentum? You know, we, we came back in the early 2000s. Awesome. Here we are. The evolution of scotch whiskey and, and, and American whiskey have kind of evolved. And now we're in this really cool bubble of, of, you know, new distilleries and craft and things like that. But you have to keep people's attention to your point. And you're one of the few companies where I think, because sometimes I think we're, was the marketing team and the production team even in the same meeting? Do they even yeah. work in the same building? Right. And with Glamergy, I think it's, I think it's obvious that they do because between packaging and what's in the bottle and the stories that's being told, I mean, you know, there's a, here's a company that said, what if whiskey was in space? You know, what if whiskey right. was a slice of my grandmother's cake? What if whiskey was, you know, a cocktail, you know, or scotch whiskey could be in a cocktail and, and purposefully in a cocktail? You know, what if it could be sophisticated? What if it could be fun? You know, and I think that's outside of your normal, you know, I, I, I love Glendronic. I think it, I think it's another one of my favorite whiskeys out there. And, but it's Glen, Glendronic looks like, if you're not a whiskey person already, it just looks like every other whiskey on the shelf. Where and not right. that, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm trying to say. And it's very sophisticated, yeah. and it's got a very you know un, not a unique packaging, but it's it is what it is. You're not like that, and I think that's I think that keeps people. You said it. There's the rose petals. It, it's the carnival when you're going down the whiskey aisle, and you're like, well, what are those lights over there? I want to go walk over there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Haida, how would you pronounce this? G-L-E-N-A-L-L-A-C-H-I-E. Glenna. <laughs> I pronounce that delicious. Or Glenallachy. Okay. Right? Single malt scotch whiskey from Speyside. Okay. The distillery's been around since 1967, but only available as a single malt since 2018. Uh-huh. And the whiskeys are designed by Billy Walker. What? Yeah. Talk to me more. Yeah, I know, because you you have no idea who Billy Walker is. No. But the Cast Chasers podcast fan base do. Okay. He was the gentleman behind Glendronic Distillery, Ben Ria, Glen Glassa. I like, should be excited right you now. You should be. If you're a whiskey fan, you should be super excited. Okay. Big, fruity, heavy, sherried whiskeys, just oh. glorious stuff. Okay. Yep, Glenallachy. That's okay. how you pronounce it. Okay, Glenallachy. Right. Glenallachy. Okay. Impex Beverages. Yes. Guess what we are? Uh, I don't know. Proud sponsors of the Cast Chasers 
podcast. Right. Yes. That's, I think, the thing that creates that that um, odd harmony and momentum is that Bill um, Bill has a, uh, a palpable disdain for the marketing people, um, <laughs> and so so what what he does he's he's also to be fair he's on the board of directors so um, so they will so the marketing people will show up the whiskey creation team will begin to describe the idea behind a whiskey. The marketing team will co- will go back. They'll create a plan, uh, a packaging theme, uh, a color scheme, so on and so forth, a bunch of them. And, uh, and Bill uh, and uh, uh, Tomas, the, the CEO, uh, have first right of refusal, basically veto power on all that stuff. So they have to, it isn't as though that's how the marketing team and the creation team are linked. They each have each other by the throat to a degree. Mm. Uh, so it's like like with a band or anything where you've got healthy, uh, not animosity, but healthy conflict mm. or creative uh, healthy. Yes, you've got a you've got a an environment where conflict resolution is is the thing that makes things work. The tension between the creative elements. Um, any band where everybody gets along, the music tends to be. I mean, everybody gets along, maybe, but. The the idea that everyone has an, a singular unified artistic vision where the thing is just going to happen and it's it's all just unicorns dancing around and uh, you know rainbows shooting out their asses and stuff that that isn't really that's not the kind of creative environment that pushes anybody's envelope mm. yeah it doesn't force anyone to bring uh, an A plus game mm. and I think Bill's Bill's sort of creative spark. And the marketing team's interest in bringing that to life, even though those visions aren't don't start out anywhere near the same, they get there because everybody's pushing pushing each other to bring uh, as a plus a game as they. And that's what you know. Uh, Bill and Jillian, the the creation team, they bring an A plus game and put it in the bottle day after day and year after year. The marketing team looks at that and goes, "All right, wow." We need to bring it, and uh, and he encourages them to think as far outside of the whiskey marketing norms as possible. If you go back to a whiskey like um, like Milchen, uh, Milchen looked like a candy shop on purpose uh, because of uh, because of Bill's initial inspiration for creating the whiskey in the first place, or memories of his grandmother taking him to uh, the candy shop, essentially to shut him up uh, and just put things in his mouth because. <laughs> He's he's an energetic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a kid, she had to find distractions and diversions for him. And one of his memories was uh, a kid in a candy shop. So he create he gave that to the marketing team. The marketing came back with the packaging for Milshan, and everybody hated it except Bill uh, and the CEO at the time. And so they won, and that's what, what that's what got put out. And I remember sitting in the in the in the team meeting before that product was launched going oh my god what, are we, what are we <laughs> this is the same thing happened when i saw the mock-up for cake yeah tail of cake uh and, and this is why i don't this is why i'm not on the board of directors and i'm not part of the marketing team because i was convinced that we were uh, about to step into uh the la brea tar pits of irrelevance <laughs> by 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 pushing an envelope 
too far outside the traditional norms of the category. Mm -hmm. And I was flat wrong. Uh, that's that I look back at those every time something that we get a concept and, and we get pitched that concept and we're like, not that we have any say in it because it's going to happen regardless. But uh, when I see them, I, I check my response versus how wrong I was about Milchen and Cake yeah. because those were brilliant. Those were brilliant marketing moves. And if a company like One More Energy doesn't look at the future and go, somebody needs to stick their neck out here. Somebody needs to uh, continue to inject uh, passion and creativity and following the the line of uh, the logical succession and, and, and uh, evolution of this brand that uh, that is most true to them, the creative persons behind it, then uh, then we're lost. I remember asking Bill this question in, in my fledgling little podcast. I asked him, do you feel the weight of, of Scottish culture and history on your shoulders as you create and conceive and produce? And he's like, no, hell no. I am. <laughs> I am Scottish history and culture. Yeah. And the, the reason that Scotch whiskey evolves the way that it does is because of Scottish people. And he's one of them. Yeah. So, no, if, I think if you look back and you go, oh, well, this is the way it's always been done. And so and this is the risk, I think, when you're making whiskey. If you find a way to do something really well. There's the 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 um, the knee jerk reaction to that is just keep doing it. It's not broke. Yeah. Just keep doing yeah. it. And so a lot of whiskey companies do that. They they produce very good whiskey day in and day out, year after year. The 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 cask regimen doesn't change. The 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 idea of the the production specifics don't change. The the marketing doesn't change. The color schemes don't change. And that's seen on one hand as being respectful of the category and the, and the history of the category. And it's a really, really tight ropey kind of a thing to try to do. I so you that. do that, you do your thing, you, you are um, uh, a, a servant to history and great, terrific, but there's zero risk in that. Absolutely no risk whatsoever. So if you're not going to take any risks, then the, ev then the evolution of the category stops where you stopped trying, not trying, where you stop taking chances. Yeah. And we're going to continue to take chances, even the ones that fall on their faces, because taking chances and, and, and having, and they're not even calculated risk. Bill calculates uh, whiskey making uh, as, a, as a service to his own creative curiosity. He's not a calculator in terms of, oh, if we did this, then how many people would, then how's, how is Serge going to respond? You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> Serge is going to respond the way he's going to respond, and he does amazing work. But we can't live to serve what we think he or anybody else is going to think about what we do. We're doing it because that's where the that's where the the creative, the imbued creative spirit of our whiskey creation team has taken us. And I love that. Uh, oh, I'm brilliant. I, I'm personally uh, predisposed to not fear um, risk, and <laughs> it's it hasn't always gone super no. well for me, but. I think that's it's one of those things. I think that's gorgeous. I, I I'll tell you the first time I had the cake, um, and this is a short story. Um, you got an hour now. The first time I had the cake <laughs> wasn't off the shelf in a bottle. wasn't in a in a liquor store. It was at my niece's wedding, and my niece isn't a whiskey person, you know, per se. She's getting into it, but back then she really wasn't. And we're in the hotel, and after the fact, and she says, "Uncle Bobby, I saved you a piece of cake." And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, have a drink out of the flask. 
And I said, what? So I, I took a swig out of her flask. I'm like, this is delicious. She goes, it's, it's, it's called cake. Have you, it's a whiskey. And I was like, and my brain didn't click. I was like, what cake? Uh, I'm like, I'm going through my whole thing. And she had the bottle. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she made a whole, but her whole joke was, you know, wedding cake, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, and knowing I like whiskey and everything, but there was a market piece there that I appreciated. And then of course I went out and bought a bottle and you know, it's, it's a great whiskey and we have it here tonight today. So we'll be drinking it. But I just want to say, you know, marketing sometimes, you know, I get, I'm being sold to, but sometimes it's appropriate. You know what I mean? I, I don't, yeah. I respect sometimes that. Sometimes you want to buy into the story. If it's a good story, you want to believe that at the end sure. of the day, if, if, you know, what you are talking about, what you're sharing and what you're trying to, you know, create an image for people to get in with is there and there's substance behind it. Like, you know, I'll buy, buy a ticket. I'll buy, yeah. I'll bite the hook. Sure. And I think Dana, too, to your, yes, sorry. No, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. The, um, your point is exactly what we're talking about. If you're going to do these things, you've got to have the juice to back it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't, and you were just sort of chucking, you know, soggy pasta at the wall and hoping it sticks, then that's not that is not going to help the industry. That's not going to help anybody who's a potential consumer of that industry's products to want to get to be a part of it because it's a fool me once fool me twice thing if you if the liquid underpins everything that you do because it's inherently awesome you can kind of do anything Mm -hmm. yeah you guys have captured something so cool on on exactly that that wavelength and i think that's one of the reasons why we love celebrating um glenmore jean specifically because you know a big premise of cast chasers is saying, look, we want to appeal to people who are newcomers to whiskey. We want to appeal to people that are more seasoned entrepreneurs, because at the end of the day, the stories and the whiskey culture that we were talking about earlier, you know, you can share all of that no matter where you fall in that spectrum. And it's, yes. it's so neat to tap into a group like Glenmo that it, like, that's an underpinning of your guys as well from how you're right. describing it. And, and just for the listeners real quick, again, you know, Glenmore G is not a sponsor. You would think so. People think that. Um, they are not an official sponsor of Cash Chase, but we just love them that much. How do they become an official sponsor? I don't know who to talk to, but, you know, um, anyway. No, but we just, we, 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 um, we purely, how's that for marketing? Smooth, smooth. We, uh, well was, done. I think that was I can't wait to get the email. But... Remove that from the pocket. Um, <laughs> No, but we really, we really do love the whiskey and and the brand and everything everything about it. And um, in the film Water of Life, um, directed by our friend Greg, you know, Doctor Bill's in the right, film, yeah. and um, you know, he's alive. He's a living, you know, can I, can caricature I just, of what you want yeah. somebody behind the helm to be. That you said caricature because just just real quick, and then Dan, I want to come back to you. Um, in my mind, I imagine him somewhere between like a Doc Brown and like a Rick and Morty Rick. Yeah, in whiskey, world. he's or Willy Willy Wonka-ish yes. too, I think. But but like spot on, like um, Gene, not um, not Gene, but um, yeah, 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 Gene, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, yeah, yeah. not good, um, yeah, yeah, not the. We don't talk one. about that one. We don't Ugh, talk about no. yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. Yeah, Sorry. Gene. Dan, you were gonna <laughs> you were gonna say something before we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Um, I, I don't know if you saw any of the of the marketing or the the some of the some of the press. Uh, interface pieces around when we launched Taylor Cake, there was a there was a promo shot of Bill having just taken a pie to the face, uh, 
Yes, uh, yes, I remember. So he's just that. like half covered in pie. Yeah, that was that was his idea. They were shooting. They were shooting this whole thing. Uh, we were doing a collaboration with uh, with a with a with a pastry maker in in New York, uh, and I can't remember his name right this minute. But uh, he was shooting, you know, vibrant colors and so on and so forth. And uh, and they had made this just whipped cream pie as a set piece, right? Uh, to kind of set the tone of this sort of confectionery. A desserty kind of a thing, and Bill was like, "Just deck me in the face with it. It'll be funny," <laughs> and uh, and they did, and uh, and he had a blast with it, and they just kept snapping photos. But he's the kind of guy who doesn't. He's he takes the whiskey very very seriously. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and he's I, not I, likely to take himself. Near I like that, that balance. I we were talking to you know Jim McEwen, and I said, you know, Jim, I'd love to have you know you and and Doctor Bill on you know, together, that would be a dream. And he was like, I don't think it's a good idea. Nothing would get done. And I think, I, I think, I don't think, I think there's, I don't think there's a pure answer, more pure answer than that answer. Yeah. And I think yeah, that was yeah. a pro and thinking about both characters, I was like, yeah, I don't know how far we, it would be a blast, but I don't think we would, we would get any done. Can we, can we, um, this is going to sound like a totally, un- and Watch Dan, out. if you, if you, if you're totally against this, I understand. And I don't want to put you on the spot. Can we drink some of this whiskey? I think you should. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah. I'm just now looking. Around. I've got the whiskey's but not any glassware, and I can fix that. Yeah, uh, I wanted relatively. If it's a, yeah. if it's okay, I'd like to start yeah. with a ten. Absolutely. And by ten. like Perfect. to start, we're on our. I'm on my second dram. Yeah, we so. might have. Good plan. Well played, sir. <laughs> I do have to be careful because I have a cast strength Highland Park to drink later, so I got to be safe. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. We got like six bottles of water. Yeah, I'm yeah. confident in our ability. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and you and you had some ham. Is that right earlier? So um, you're good. If yeah. by ham you mean Bloody Marys, then, you know. Sure. Oh, well, liquid, liquid ham. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. That's I did I mean. have a steak sandwich from McDonald's, so I'll oh, probably nice die. That? I yeah. had, no, please, you, last yeah. night when uh, I went to bed at 3 a.m. after our, our concert here, um, I thought that we had leftover pizza that we got for the team. So I was like going to have some cold pizza at 3 a.m. because, of course. And instead, yeah. I found some leftover brunches from the drag brunches we do here once a month now Mm -hmm. last week or last weekend was the most recent drag brunch so i grabbed one i was like that's fine you know it's not even a week old i'll I'll have these breakfast leftovers no big deal they look fine they smell fine and as i'm eating them egg does really well with time well what i realized (laughs) as i was eating i was like wait a second should be there these are either (laughs) these are either from last weekend or a month ago (laughs) <laughs> I was halfway through and I didn't stop eating them. Green well, eggs and ham. Yeah. You know, the thing about your digestive tract is if you don't throw in some challenges once in a while, yeah. it gets lazy. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about taking risks. So I did that with bacon yeah, exactly. and eggs at 3 I, o'clock I, in the morning. I can't wait to, p- to talk about the psychological notes we now have when we yeah. drink this. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chasers, we're going to have to wait till next week to hear how much I'm going to love these whiskeys. Tune in. We'll see you then. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also go to our website at castchasers.org. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the family. Feel free to start from the beginning or jump in right here. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect tram. It's all in the chase.